Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker, and I am joined as always by my dad, Jack. How are you today, Pop? I'm fine, son. Been got some a... good. Go ahead. I was going to say, got some different kinds of things to talk about today, I think. Okay. Uh, anyway, well, uh, I uh, was noticing that uh, some, some, pump, some folks aren't going to support Microsoft's uh, move to 11, so it sounds like they'll just have to spend more advertising bucks. I'm not suggesting they won't be successful, but uh, mm -hmm. but uh, it brings Apple M1 chips into the four as well uh, as a competitor for using Windows 11, but uh, a lot of people are upset because they don't, they got a lot of machines apparently that won't run Windows 11, therefore they're not too excited. Yeah, in fact, uh, you know? Microsoft put out a uh, an app that you can download to run on your Windows machine to see if it's Windows 11 compliant, and I tried that on the, the Windows machine, the primary Windows machine that I use, and nope. So, yeah. Uh, well, if you're if you're a small business or something, and it means replacing a whole bunch of machines. There's a certain deterrence there, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. They said sixty thousand is a pretty good sized number, especially if you happen to have, you know, something that just didn't quite make the cut right uh, yeah well and you know i mean it's it's i understand them wanting to slowly edge up the hardware requirements i mean you know if you're looking at mac os you know it only goes back a certain number of devices and each subsequent version of mac os usually um uh you know, quits working on a device. And, and usually the way that uh, the Apple people manage it is that your device is good for about six or seven years. Uh, it, they get, you know, you're pretty much guaranteed it'll continue to work with the most current OS. You know, and then after that, I mean, it'll continue to work. You just won't be able to upgrade the OS. I think usually they, they then um, will support that, that older OS for another, like, uh, three or four years. So you'll still get, like, security updates on it. And yeah. so, you know, somewhere when you're approaching about 10 years, they say, okay, we won't support that, that hardware anymore. Yeah, it's, it's always a tricky thing, and, and there's risks for uh, the manufacturer as well as for the customers, uh, especially if they have a large percentage of their machines ordered at the same time, you know. If, if they have a variety of machines, they could upgrade some of the people, and uh, I don't know how you'd manage it, but. Yeah, it just becomes a management issue. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think part of it is is that that you know um, a lot of uh, companies, organizations that that buy computers for their employees have a tendency to buy a computer and then not really think about the fact that that those do have a lifespan. You know, I mean, they they do um, uh, usually, you know mathematically sit down and, and uh, say, uh, you know, the accounting department amortizes the value of, of those over a period of time. Um, although, quite frankly, with the costs drop in them over the last few years, I think a lot of the places don't even uh, try to amortize their computers over multiple years. They just expense it as a, as a cost of that year. So, yeah. Um, well, the, the, the other major opportunity this provides for others, and in this case, uh, Apple and uh, whatever are uh, that they can expand their business for into places that they they don't currently serve, uh, and uh, 
along with this, I was watching a YouTube video, but I didn't get through it all, uh, that somebody has now done a pretty nice job of showing how some of the features of the iPad OS 15 beta uh, uh-huh. uh, perform and do some things. And the first one they hit on was multitasking. And it looks like maybe they've done it right now. They've got enough control features on the screen so that right. you can feel like you're in charge, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've looked at it. I haven't loaded it up on my, any of my devices yet, but I looked at it and came to sort of the same conclusion that uh, at least they've made a change because what was wor- what they were doing before was you had to remember gestures. And, you know, unless yeah. you do it every day, you just don't remember those gestures, you know. And, and it's, I mean, I am a fairly heavy user of my iPad, and I was getting frustrated with it because I couldn't figure out how to get, you know, like a split screen to go away when I was trying to do something, you know, I kept popping it yeah. in front of me. And it was like, I don't want that there. You know, it's blocking my view of what's behind it. Right. So Now, uh, the only thing is, is that this YouTube video, uh, the guy was using a stylus, you know, the Apple pen right. or pencil rather uh, during his demo. I, I doubt that that was really necessary, but uh, the, some of those little icons look kind of small compared to what you'd want to do with your finger so you know if that mm-hmm. if that becomes problematic as to what you're actually touching then it right. might not work you know yeah yeah then they've gone the wrong way because their whole point of this was that their operating system was designed so that you could work it with your finger. oh todd um yeah did you lose my, me uh, my dang hearing aids it, it it blinked out and it came back okay it's not reliable for some reason yeah it's bluetooth bluetooth stinks yeah, I guess. <laughs> you know, I it's it's we use Bluetooth because it's the best we got. But man, would I love for somebody to come out with something that worked better? You know, uh, yeah. higher qual- higher quality sound because it compresses sound. Even if you think you're listening to to uh, you know higher quality sound, you can't. In fact, the new music that's been uh, that's available, the the lossless music that's available on uh, on Apple Music. You can't listen to it over a Bluetooth device, even Apple's own Bluetooth devices, because Bluetooth doesn't have the bandwidth. So you have to plug yeah. in. You have to use a wire in order to use it. It's like Bluetooth yeah. stinks. We need to get something better than Bluetooth, you know, or at least yeah. update Bluetooth to the point where it works simpler and better. You know, I, I was wondering uh, when uh, they we were talking about those little new networks, you know, mesh networks and stuff they're putting mm-hmm. in different things. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think those are going to have much bandwidth though either. So it's probably not an option. But yeah. you know, if I knew had more specs and stuff to work with, I could at least yeah. examine whether there are possible. Well, the thread network runs over IP, so it's it's you know it's it's uh, basically it's it's a uh, subset internet, of but... of yeah your internet connection. I mean, it's the same type of connection. It's just meant to be a low power version of it. And I think yeah. by being low power, yeah, it's it's also going to be um, yeah uh, lower bandwidth and slower probably. Um, yeah, you know, it's designed for a different purpose. But whether it's you know uh, new Bluetooth, you know, seventeen or whatever, I you know I don't care if they call it Bluetooth, but they they just there's I I have continued issues with with connectivity and with um, uh, with quality and with reliability on Bluetooth. I just don't. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you, you know, one of the problems with Bluetooth or any of the systems that are designed where there's multiple vendors involved, I'll bet you that Apple can make Bluetooth work for them and their devices, 
a whole lot better than they can make their Bluetooth devices work with anybody else's stuff. Yeah. You know? Well, and there's different flavors of Bluetooth out there already. I mean, there's, you know, I think Bluetooth 5 or 5.1, I think, is the latest one. Um, something yeah. like that. And and so, you know, you never, you really don't know unless you go back and check and look to see, you know, what, what version of Bluetooth each device that you're, you know, attaching to supports. And I think that, you know, if you get them all on the same version of Bluetooth, then it works better than if you're... You know, attaching a, a four one device to a to a four two device to a five device, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like you know that little microphone thing that I had that connected to its own app. Uh -huh. It 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 used a whole different variety. It used Bluetooth, but it was its own its own version of Bluetooth. Uh -huh. You know, and it actually controlled the Bluetooth from its app while you while you were using it. It didn't go through the operating system, I guess. Yeah. the way i understood it and and so you know if people are doing that they understand that there's a problem and they're just trying to fix it right right yeah they're going <laughs> you know they, they're, they're using the standard and then modifying it for their particular needs and then you're going like okay well that makes sense it's like um you know i use a logitech mouse on my computer and uh it, it's a wireless mouse but it, it attaches with its own proprietary dongle and runs on its own proprietary connection it doesn't attach via bluetooth because every time I've tried to use Bluetooth, it's flaky. But if I use this, it works fine, you know? Yeah. And the fact that yeah. Logitech still sells that tells me, again, there's problems with Bluetooth. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and that little microphone that I have, uh, they, uh, uh, they don't want somebody... I mean, they wouldn't be able to sell a little microphone if it didn't work reliably. I mean, you know, it, its whole pitch is that I have all these other nice features and... Of course, it works when you're standing there trying to interview somebody for a radio show or whatever you're doing. Uh, they got to have a solid connection. Right. Absolutely. So, anyway, everybody's motivated to do the right thing, but uh, but they 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 can't all move together until some standards committee figures out a real fix. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It, you know. It's it's. A problem waiting for good solutions that I don't know that we've seen yet. Right. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, that uh, if anybody's interested in learning a little bit about the uh, iPad OS 15 uh, beta top features is iPad OS 15 beta top features is a YouTube app that's pretty good right now to at least tell you what's coming in in iPad OS course that's his fall sometime but and 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 of course the first thing the guy tells you is this this is very buggy version version but i can at least show you this how it works yeah yeah i i've you know heard heard uh actually pretty positive things about the um beta in terms of its stability thus far but i haven't loaded yeah. it up onto one of my devices yet i probably will do that here shortly and take a yeah. look at it i've got a uh development device although i have to check and see if it's supported on the current version you know they always uh excuse me oh excuse me um yeah. yeah there's always you know a device devices that get bumped off the support list if they're older and and that's what i use to test with is older devices you know my newer devices i use regularly and i don't want to put beta software on those yeah yeah i i, I don't do that at all i i pretty happy and with just going through and finding a reviewer 
you know, make a movie and that I can watch. And as long as he gets the message across and, you know, I've learned something, you know? Yeah. And in fact, and in fact, along with this, when I've got another, uh, three or four pages that are advertised below it, uh, also reviewing the iPad OS, one guy says 40 plus new features and changes, uh-huh. you know, but so I, I probably watch those at my leisure and here to, understand that because that's i'm an ipad guy and i'm anxious to see what they're what's coming you know <laughs> yeah yeah i um i like to um take a look at it myself sometimes and so i you know i try to keep an older device that i can use to just put it on and look at it but uh yeah um, but i haven't done it well, yet well most of these have come out just in the last three or four days and i've been busy recently so i haven't had a chance to yeah. do to watch them but yeah. Anyway, well, they, they've already released the second uh, beta uh, for to developers, and they're expected probably in the next uh, week and a half or so to do a yeah. public beta for those who want it that way too. Um, although I will say I don't recommend that for most people. I would say unless you have a secondary device that you can put it on that's not your primary device, uh, don't don't put betas on your primary device just to see what it looks like. It's it, you, right. you usually will find that you're not a happy camper as a result. Yep. yep, that's strictly for the techies. Yeah, yeah, it's funny because they they make public betas now because there's people who want to do that, and you know that most of those people are putting it on their primary device so that they can tell their friends, "Yeah, I'm running the version that hasn't even been released yet." Right. And, uh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that generally means I'm running the version that doesn't always work right. You know, right. there's a reason it hasn't <laughs> hasn't been released yet because they haven't finished working on it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, uh, last three days I had my grandson here, my Tucky grandson. So we we had some good conversations. And, yeah. Uh, I I forgot to mention to him that uh, that he ought to join us on the show one of these days. Though so it just occurred yeah. to me this morning that I, I didn't bring that up. But I anyway. have offered that to him on multiple occasions, and um, his issue is that he works for a defense contractor and he has to get permission before he goes on air and to talk about anything. Yeah. And, and that he feels like that would reflect on him at work in terms of what he does and doesn't say. And even though we don't talk about, you know, anything that would be necessarily tied to defense contracting type of things. Um, you know, he, I think he's uncomfortable with the idea of, of, going on the record with certain things and so he just would rather not do it yeah so, just because of the arena that he works in well one of the things we touched on uh, is this going back to work thing is i've seen this in researching for this morning's talk a uh, number of uh discussion articles on people that are saying bye-bye rather than go back to work uh, at this at least at the same companies so there's going to be a lot of job transitioning going on in the future it looks like no, I'm not suggesting that, that our, my, uh, Alex, my grandson, is, is thinking of that because he definitely is not. But he does have, uh, you know, company policies that are coming out and talking about what they're going to do. And I think it's September or something like that. He's going to be back in the office. Yeah. So back yeah. into the commute business. Yeah, there's a lot of companies out there, I think, that are concerned about, you know, in fact, even um, uh, you know big companies. I think it was in the news not too long ago that uh, Apple had set a date when they expected employees back in the office, and yeah. a fairly large number of employees then basically sent a 
petition back to Apple saying, we don't want to come back. <laughs> you know, we're, we're yep. perfectly happy working this way and our job doesn't require that we be sitting there. So why, why should we come back and sit there? You know, just because yeah. you built this big fancy building doesn't mean that's where I want to be. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of things that come into play here. Uh, uh, Alex was telling me that his primary work is not at his location site. Anyway, he doesn't interface with people at that location at all because yeah. his customers on the East coast, <laughs> But nevertheless, yeah. you know, just, I guess, for supervisory purposes or something, they yeah. still want people back in the office. And furthermore, I think the other driver from a lot of companies' standpoint is that they're, they're going to pay for the space regardless of whether somebody's sitting there. Right. And so they're, they're just saying, hey, your, your gas and your driving time is not my issue. Yeah. You know, you're an employee. Get, get to work. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of it, too, is just habit. You know, it's like we want to return to normalcy. And so they say, well, this is what normal was. Um, right. And, you know, there will be a few enlightened uh, uh, managers and companies that will say, well, maybe we have a new normal. And that does mean that maybe we don't save right away. But it does mean that when time comes for us to renew our lease for this facility, that maybe we, you know, rethink how much space we really need and save the company some money down the road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's a possibility. But you know, everybody's got to comply with whatever their company wants right now. You know, the employee oh, doesn't sure. get to set the rules. So, sure. <laughs> although honestly, it's—it seems to be like a seller's market in terms of employees and employers. And so, if you have well, a fairly marketable skill, and the company says you have to come back and you don't want to, you could probably oh, go work somewhere else. You could just go yeah, offline. If, We're if, done. Yeah, if you—if you're pretty sure you can get a substantial. Uh, improvement in pay or work in a more desirable area for example yeah uh like you don't like commuting <laughs> like in heavy traffic to, in la yeah, you know a more desirable <laughs> area like your house <laughs> right <laughs> yep yeah 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 that that was the kind of employee i was i didn't mm. you know i wasn't i lived in los angeles uh area surrounding metropolitan suburbs you know and oh. and uh what wasn't all that excited about working in, uh, in the congested areas, although right. the last uh, months, several months of my career, actually were commuting via train into uh, Los Angeles. And if it hadn't been for the train, that yeah. made it easy, you know, that, that yeah. made it workable. Yeah, uh, well, and I mean, I remember you when you did that. I also worked in Los Angeles for a few years, um, and where I worked, it was several miles west of where the train stopped. And yeah. so I, I tried a couple things like taking the train and then taking the subway. And the subway got me within about a mile and a half of my office. And then I would have to walk the last mile and a half or battle to get on a bus. And there was literally 200 people trying to get on a 75-person bus. You know, uh -huh. and I walked it. And so I did it one time and went, no, I'm not going to do that. So then I thought about, well, what if I, you know, take an older car and park it at the station and just pay the monthly fee, which wasn't too outrageous. But then I, you know, even then I looked at it and said, but I would have to leave in order for me to make it from my office back to the downtown area. I would have to leave probably 45 minutes or so before the train left and the train left at five or six, which means I would have to leave my work at four fifteen or five fifteen. And I just, you know, the, the, the schedules just didn't quite work for me. Um, yeah. The, the, the available times and the fact that there was no mass transit from the train station in L.A. to my office. And so yeah. 
Uh, so then I had to, you know, take on additional expenses and or vehicles that would need, you know, care and management and, um, you know, and paid to park. And I just, I just, I, you know, I tried. I really tried. But it just yeah. wasn't going to work. Huh. Yeah. And where I lived, there was not a direct train in. So I'd have to take a train to a station, get off the train and wait for another train that would then take me into L.A. And the particular station that I waited at was there was no station there. It was a platform, and it wasn't even a covered platform. So, granted, yeah. California is generally pretty good weather, but on a really hot sunny day or on the times that it does rain, you know, I'm on yeah. a platform standing there, yeah. waiting for a train. Yeah, I yeah, see. Uh, just I just happened upon a title of another article here, and it says how Apple just ruined the M1 iPad Pro. With iPad OS 15, I, I'm just noticing it, uh -huh. but it's been, and it's been posted for two weeks now. What do, when they say M1 iPad Pro, do they actually use it's you know other I, the M1 as I understood it wasn't the exact same device uh, that they had in the iPad Pros before. Did they really make one the, the last the, the, the version? Last, is the most recent version? Yes, the most recent version of the iPad Pro that was just announced uh, uh, less than a month ago. Uh, it has an actual M1 in it, and uh, so that mean and it's exactly the same M1 that's in the in the uh, MacBook Air, the uh, the uh, the MacBook Pro 13 inch, uh, and the and the iMac. It's exactly. I kind same of assumed chip. that. Yeah, I kind of assumed that would be make a lot of sense. I mean, you yeah. Know. Why do that? But, right. Right. Yeah. But and, uh, which also means that it has, you know, either eight or 16 gigabytes of memory, uh, yeah. which previous previously the most that um, any of the uh, iPads had, I think, was was five or six gigabytes of memory. So this has, yeah. more, you know, uh, I think it was five. So, you know, if you get the 16 gigabyte version, then you're getting, you know, over three times the amount of memory. Um, but, you know, the OS up to this point, it has only supported up to five gigabytes of memory for an app. So, excuse me, if you've got an iPad that had more than that, it doesn't buy you anything, yeah. at least yet. You've got well, to assume that they would build it, you know, they're going to expand the capabilities of memory management with the OS as well, right? Yeah. A anyway, uh, above that title that I read to you, it, it shows a picture of, a, of an iPad Pro. Uh, it says M1 iPad Pro. And why people are returning this? In other words, people are re apparently returning the iPad Pro because of something that's in the, in the iPad OS 15, which isn't even out yet. So I might be a little early to panic. You know, they yeah. got a lot of times and changes well, to be made. But you have a, a window of when you buy something that you have to return it. There's a lot of people out there because Apple has a was it a two week or or 30 day no questions asked guarantee? You can just say I decided ah. I didn't want it and give it back. And so they're yeah. giving it back in that window. And I suspect uh, that there are people out there who buy the new thing when it comes out to play with it, and then they decide whether or not they're going to keep it. And then they send it back. And yeah. knowing that that's that way. Um, and, and a lot of those would be the enthusiasts, right? The ones who buy it when it first it's first announced. They get it, yeah. they play with it, and they go, eh, okay. It's not any different than the one I already had and functionally. Um, yeah, it, it, it always takes time to get these things up to what they're expected. You know, uh, there's there's a phase-in period that you, you, you probably, if you're a conservative buyer, you avoid. 
you know, otherwise you don't, you have to, you don't want to go through all that hassle of whether it's really going to give you, get something for you, you know. <clears throat> I'm saying being an early buyer is a risky proposition. Um, it is to some extent, but um, like I said, with, with if you're buying it because you're interested in um, technology, yeah, you know, in, in tech and you just want to check out the newest and the greatest, but you don't have any, you know, you, when you buy it, you didn't have any intention of keeping it unless it just wowed you so much that you couldn't help but keep it. And so I think there's a lot of people who do that. And there's probably people who do podcasts like us that, you know, buy it and then return it because they, they want to talk about it. They can, yeah. you know, you know, they, they're not going to keep it. And so, yep. I don't know. It doesn't, the premise of the article, I guess, is what I'm saying. I don't know that I, I buy it a hundred percent in that. Well, it, it, it could be just, uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, get your attention, you know, to, to watch uh, it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of that happens with, uh, with articles. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's the headline writers. They write something that sounds outrageous and wild, but it's like, well. Yeah, you get into it. And you say, what, what's the big deal? Right. Yeah. <laughs> if alpha plant based meat tastes just like meat. Excuse that? me. Yeah. I, I, I bump, some, bump something. And when you do that, you uh, it, it something else take, you know, it took off. Now I can't seem to get my back where I was coming from. Yeah. There you know, we with, go. with the go um, uh, back to the iPads, you know, I, uh, one of the things that a lot of people like with those new iPads or that they wanted to see uh, is the 12.9 inch has that new display technology. And so I'm sure oh. there's a lot of people who who got it to look at that display technology. And because a lot of the stores, although most of them are open again now, were closed for a period of time, um, you know, they would order it, take a look at it and then send it back. Whereas if they could have, they might've just gone down to a store and looked at it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's another reason why they might be uh, a greater return. But, you know, again, I'm not sure I accept the premise because how would they even know what the return level is? Because Apple doesn't release any of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, oftentimes it's just a b bunch of friends said, gee, I'm sending this back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I so, mean, if you if you look at it, uh, it has the the new you know processor in it, but I mean, ever since they went to that file that format, so the the Mac Pro or the I, I, iPad Pro that you have had one upgrade where all they did was um, uh, give it one more graphics ac active graphics processor, and and yeah. they went to the four uh, the three camera system on the back instead of one camera. That was it, and so it was basically a non upgrade upgrade. And then this new yeah. one comes out with the M1 processor and the fancy screen, and that's about it. And so you say, well, okay, is the, the yeah the processor is probably faster. Um, is do you is it faster enough that you would like know or care while you're actually doing something with it? Currently, I would say probably not. I can see any reason for somebody who has two generations back of an iPad Pro. Uh, like you do to, to upgrade. I just, I look at it and I say, I don't see anything there that would say, wow, you gotta have that, you know? Well, with, without knowing a lot of what changed between the original iPad processor and the M1, it's your speculation, you know, just yeah. too far out there. Uh, I, I've thought about it, but I, I don't know what to say about it because don't have any source of uh, real reliable data, you know? Yeah. Well, you could buy one and send it back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, 
no, the thing is, what I'm really getting at is that just changing at this point, if I had an M1 iPad, it probably plays exactly like what I've got on my machine as long as I've got the same OS, right? Well, that's what I'm saying is I don't think there is any any significant difference between them to an end user at this point. Now, I still believe that at some point they're going to say, if you want to run Mac OS on that device, attach it to a keyboard and a pointing device, and you can do that because it's perfectly capable of running Mac OS. So Absolutely. And, and so I think at some point, even though they, you know, Apple's one of those companies that will deny it, deny it, and tell you all the reasons it's a bad idea right up until they do it. Um, yeah. and, and so. Or, or somebody else does it. Somebody else might say, hey, I'm going to try to do this, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I tell you what, if, if somebody put a hack on, onto that system so that you could, you know, if you, if you uh, were to um, jailbreak your device and then it would allow you to do that. That would become so popular so fast, Apple would be forced to do it officially. Because yeah. that's, you know. But, I mean, you know, they sell it with a keyboard. I mean, you can buy it. I shouldn't say they sell it with. But they sell a keyboard that's an Apple-branded keyboard that, that attaches to the device with a pointer on it, with a pointing touchpad on it. Um, right. There's no reason on earth that when it's attached to that keyboard that it shouldn't also have the option. You shouldn't be forced to do it, but have the option to hit a button and it'll just like flip the screen and suddenly you're in Mac OS. And because yep. for certain things that makes more sense. And then for other things, it makes more sense to, to run it as a touch OS. Right. Um, and quite frankly, you know, uh, I, I can see them taking a generation at some point of what is going to be the iMac, uh, you know, and saying that that iMac now, instead of just sitting up in front of you, can kind of like lay flat and tilt forward. So the, the, the back edge goes down and the front edge slides towards you so that now you have a, a and when you do that, it automatically flips into iPad mode. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, the iMac already looks like an iPad, right? So, right. Um, in fact, have you seen a Windows makes a Surface uh, desktop that does that? Right. They have real large ones for planning, yeah. multi-use. Right. Yeah, and so I can see them doing that with uh, with an iMac as well, something like that, so that it you know, and and again, it would still be in keeping with what they've always said, which is that you know iPad OS and i and Mac OS are not going to merge, but there might be a device that allows you to use whichever one makes more sense for you at the given for the given task, and yeah. and they've clearly gotten to the point where they've got those devices out there now, right. For a minute this morning, I was going to tell you that I, I I thought I had read that Microsoft purchased a hardware device manufacturer in order to get in the same game in the ballpark with uh, Apple. But I have after I reread it, it's just another company, and I forgot their name now, uh, was buying this other's, uh, you know, chip chip manufacturer. Yeah. Uh, but but there's all it, always big issues there as to you know, who has contracts with these companies and what that means to them. And in this case, I went far enough to see that Microsoft was much very against this happening. <laughs> so it would have affected it financially. Yeah. So anyway, it, I got all excited for a minute. And said, Is that really happening? <laughs> but, yeah. You know, you, you wonder sometimes, um, uh, you know, which, uh, you know what would make sense, right? What we you can, right. you can daydream about that and go like, well, 
you know, why wouldn't you do X, Y, Z? You know, at one point in time before Apple had developed, and obviously they decided to develop it in-house, but, you uh, I, you know, I, it, people had, out, uh, had, had wondered out loud why Apple didn't go buy Qualcomm. Right. You know? Sure. You know. Well. Or uh, one of the graphics companies. You know, there was a lot of conversation about buying AMD, right? Because then you get uh, their graphics chips and you know, the Intel clones, right? So you could build your own right. chips. And, and again, now you look at it and you go, ah, the reason was they they didn't want to use Intel-based architecture, uh, x86 architecture. They wanted to switch to, to an ARM architecture. Yeah. So. Well, basically, the, the, the top-level dream, once they had the iPhone out there, was everything is going to be mobile and low power. I mean, that was the driver for the whole future, you know? And so they... That that kept them in focus as to what they did with in terms of uh, what they owned versus how they contracted for uh, uh, with other companies to, to support their system. So, I you know I, I give Steve Jobs all the credit there. He he foresaw the ability to go uh, to these low power devices before anybody else and said you can do the whole thing on the dang screen. And, and it all comes down to somewhere some engineer de demonstrated to him, hey, look, I can push my finger on this round this screen. I can move this cursor all over the place, right on the front of the face yeah. of the device. And he says, holy cow. Yeah, okay. yeah. We can and, do this with your finger. And if we build an operating system that works with your finger, then you don't. Because yeah. remember, he very famously said, you know, you don't need a, uh, no, nobody wants a stylus. No, you don't. That's right. Nobody wants yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So, in, you know, it's just those major uh, observations that suddenly get your mind working in all other directions because of what it opens, the world that it opens up to you, you know. And, and that's the key thing about technology uh, as it moves forward is to recognize what kinds of, uh, of, I mean, what each little piece of technology can do for you in, in the broadest sense if you really uh, pursue it. Yeah, and, and and that that was the kind of thing that I enjoyed doing myself too when I was in that business, because uh, I had a lot of uh, different. Well, I shouldn't say a lot of different uh, jobs because I was fundamentally in the business of testing guidance and control systems, but there were a lot of options as to how you could do that, uh, and so uh, I was always looking for some way to get the job done faster and better and, and uh, improve the uh, turnaround times and whatever that mattered to uh, the people I was working for. So anyway, that's, that's part of the, the creative part of engineering that I, I really like and why I enjoy technology today is to see what the possibilities are. Uh, I, uh, <clears throat> did you, uh, I, I passed you a list that I said had a whole bunch of uh, uh, topics on it. Yeah, there was uh, a nine, uh, nine to five Mac, nine to five yeah, Mac. It was uh, like top stories type of thing. Yeah. Uh, did you find anything there of interest to you? To be honest, I hadn't looked at it yet. 
Um, oh. uh, I just saw it come in and hadn't had a chance to look at it. So there's uh, talking about rumors with the iPhone 14, which is not the one that is supposed to be next, but the one after that. So this fall will be, I suspect it'll probably be the 12S, but you know whatever is the one that comes out this fall. And then the one that'll come out in the fall of 2022. And that one they're saying, uh, Ming-Chi Kuo, or, or quote Ming-Chi, I guess is the actual way hmm. that the Chinese would say it because they put the last name first, or the first name, yeah, last name first. Anyway, um, family name before personal name. Anyhow, um, he is saying that they will um, have the, in that device is the first one that will have the fingerprint sensor underneath the screen. So you'll have that as an optional way of unlocking it. So you can use Face ID or Fingerprint ID. Uh, but that, that is not this coming year, but the following year, probably. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I say, well, you know, dollar late. And <laughs> unless, we <have> another <laughs> pan- unless we have another pandemic between now and then, um, you know, it's like, all right, whatever. Um, I, I like the idea, honestly. I still like using... Um, uh, the touch ID on certain devices. I'm surprised that they haven't, you know, they already have a, a, a touch ID um, running on, um, on a, on your power button on the uh, iPad air. Why they didn't just take that and start putting it on phones immediately. You know, I mean the current generation of iPhone 12s, they could have put it into those. Um, They could have even come out with a special, you know, like if they'd already started production, then do uh-huh. a you know send, sell some and then do a you know uh, you know twelve point one phone that had the the touch ID on there for those who wanted it you know I think they they should have jumped on that quicker you know rather yeah. than trying to trying to do, you know perfect a technology that that they haven't used before take one they're already using that works fine and throw it in there quickly because oh my gosh you know all their phones using Face ID suddenly were a pain and they were really slow at getting out there i mean the fix to that was that you know if you have an apple watch which a lot of iphone users do then it would unlock with the watch but that took them uh over a year to get out too they should have done that as a point upgrade to their operating system as fast as humanly possible yeah i I don't see any reason why it took them that long uh, for the watch thing that that's got to be a trivial yeah which again was something they were already doing in the mac os so so they already had the code to do that. You know, it couldn't have taken that long for them. You know, that that's just a really big company moving really, really slow. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, I, and, and Apple has, you know, traditionally not been that company. They're the company that tends to work with, you know, smaller units and move quickly and, and being able to, to be more responsive. And they seem to be very stuck in their annual life cycle my, because that's you know, what my, it took. My, my guess is what happened to them had nothing to do with uh, technology. It had to do with employees working from home, not being able to communicate like they used to when they were all in the same building. Yeah. Because I, I put myself back in that situation, and I I, I functioned by, oper- by moving around the halls of the building and talking to people on a regular basis, and that interface was irreplaceable for the kind of work that I did. And and so I, in a pandemic situation, that would have hampered me tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are those people who who move around buildings and help people solve problems, and yeah, you can't do that if you can't, you know, regularly, just say, hey, yeah. what are you doing right now? 
Yeah, that, that's my that's my I, I attribute 100 percent of the thing to the, the just the pandemic uh, changing of the way people work together uh, because yeah. all of the old ways now are frustrated by the yeah. by the rules well, for the pandemic. And quite frankly, um, I think that, too, it was a you know, and, and the guy who runs that stuff is uh, Craig Federighi. He's the software guy. Um, it's not him not saying, you know, grabbing a few of his good people and saying, whatever you're doing, set that aside. We're going to do this right now. Yeah. If he'd have done that and said, we got to do this right now so that we can be on top of this, you know, this is what you, this is what we need. Let's find the best answer and let's implement it, you know, in the next point upgrade as quickly as we can. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it seems to me that there's a lot of overhead at Apple nowadays that didn't exist. It used to be if there was something like that that needed to happen, you know, all you had to do was convince Steve Jobs that it needed to happen. And then Steve would go, all the resources you need, make it happen. Whereas now, if you see something like that, you have to go through a process. Yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever the process is that that has been implemented, because Tim is not the kind of leader who makes those kind of decisions. You know, he's yeah. the kind of leader who says we move in steps. We, we think everything out. It's all processed. It's all, you know, yeah. we, we make Tim makes the best decision, not yeah. the not the most expedient decision. Whereas yeah. whereas Jobs made, you know, a good decision now is better than the best decision later was his attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a different yeah. different style, different personality, and they both have their, uh, you know, together they were a great team. They really were. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and uh, uh, but it's you know it, it takes all kinds. I mean, I'm not saying this is a bad thing because clearly, you know, Tim Cook has taken Apple to places that that you know financial security that they never would have had, uh, you know, without him. Um, and, yeah. You know. Uh, you know, but it's also led to things like a huge reliance on production in, you know, a country that is not as, you know, secure as we might want it to be. And that imp- imposes their, you know, political philosophies on anybody who does business with them. And so, you know, I think he's he's working to divest us or divi- divest Apple of of their um, uh, reliance on China. But, you know. Yeah they're reliant on China because of, of the work that he did. So, you know, that's the downside of, of his, his, uh, methodology. So apparently he's got some, uh, some issues too. He's come out and said something about the antitrust efforts that are happening within the U S government. Um, and, uh, well, yeah, uh, it's always scary when you got the senators and, congressman saying we're we're coming after you on something you better understand what the heck it is you know and that's that's what has uh uh we've got a very activist congress instead of people who want to make you think they're doing something whether it's good or bad you know right well and i think there are some some real concerns about the way some of the largest companies in the country have worked and the and those that handle a lot of information about each of us and the way that they behave. So I don't yeah. think it's it's a bad thing that we've got Congress taking a look at that and saying, well, you know, what does it make? Does it make sense that we, you know, maybe make some rules changes about things like, you know, uh, 
I mean, I, I like to pick on Facebook because I don't like Facebook, but, but you know, <laughs> Facebook bought out uh, uh, Instagram. Instagram was suddenly becoming very popular and, my, and, and posed a danger to Facebook in terms of taking away a younger demographic. So their as response, as, their response, yeah. their response was, "We'll just buy buy the, uh, the the smaller company," and that's what they did. They bought out Instagram. So well, and you know, and they did it openly. They did it openly. Everybody knew the reason for it. And yeah. at that moment, the all the antennas of Congress should have been immediately alerted when somebody says, "I want to eliminate my competition." You know, the, yeah. the next the next day they should be uh, interviewing that person in yeah. in Congress saying, "You can't do that." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things where where, yeah, eliminating competition is clearly anti competitive behavior. And so, um, you know, we need those kinds of things. And that's just an example. I mean, but Google's done similar things. And, and, you know, Google has acquired tons of companies. You know, Apple has Uh acquired um, lots of smaller companies. They haven't done any. They, they, you know, other than the Beats um, acquisition, they haven't done anything real large. And um, you know, it's pretty clear if you look at their acquisition of, of Beats, they weren't trying to keep Beats from, you know, beating them in any particular market. They just had some technology that Apple wanted. And right. so they, uh, and quite honestly, I think more than the technology, I think they wanted the leadership of Beats to be on Apple's side because they've got, you know, uh, Jimmy Iovine right. has lots of contacts in a market that they were trying to to make contacts in. So they hire somebody This is like, well, we'll throw a few, you know, billion dollars at your company, make you wealthy and then hire you, you know, for a period of time to help us develop those relationships. Well, along the entire spectrum of audio, that's been a a big part of Apple's business. And they said, we don't have enough audio folks. Right. Basically a whole new audio department was formed when they got the, Mm -hmm. the expertise from beats. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, and they've done the same thing with television with their streaming service, you know. They started hiring people who had been successful working for Sony at one time and working for, you know, so they're hiring people away. Um, you know, they're not always done through acquisition of a large company like Beats was. But most of yeah. Apple's acquisitions when you find them, they're a small technology company that was doing something interesting, you know. And I think of uh one that's an obvious one these days is um uh, cuz it's been in the news a couple times. Um the folks who make Dark Sky, the weather app that gives you like hyper accurate localized weather. I mean, I, I will never forget as a swim coach standing on the pool deck and I get notification from the Dark Sky app that it's going to start raining in Good 10 rain. minutes. And yeah. darn, if 10 minutes? T- 10 minutes later it starts sprinkling on me and I'm like, how do they do that? That's so amazing. Yeah. But they're really yeah. good. Um, and uh, yeah. well, they 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 were really good. I was going to say, it seemed to me that as soon as Apple bought them, they've gone downhill. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know why. I don't think they're as accurate with the super um, the the hyper localized uh, weather as they were anymore. You're right. I agree. Um, they still do good weather. I mean, overall, their basic weather information is yeah. good, but it's not as it's not like it was before in terms of literally saying you're going to get rain and you know in the next five minutes. Um, right. It doesn't seem to be quite as as on target, and that might be just a a you know an impression based on on you know no reality to it because I, I, I you know I, I can't say for sure. I live in Southern California; we don't get that much rain, so I don't I don't have a lot of sample <laughs> data there. You know, not a lot of sample data, but. Um, uh, 
Yeah, you know, I mean, they also like Shazam. You know, they bought Shazam out. And I don't know if you're familiar with Shazam at all, but, you know, that's the thing. Yeah, they, recognize the songs, right? Right, yeah. And it's built into the operating system now. So now if you hear, hear a song, you can basically to your phone say, hey, Shlomo, yeah. what is this song? And it'll automatically start listening to it and go, oh, hey, that song is such and such. Do you want to play it on? And they give you the option of playing it on uh, Apple Music or on Spotify. Yeah. You know, so they, they, they haven't cut out Spotify from that function. Yeah, so, yeah. Which was a big concern Spotify had. Spotify was like, that's not fair. People use that app to find songs and then you're going to send them to your service. And, and, right. And what, <laughs> and, and, and what it does is it just says, you know, here's the three or four different places you can listen to that song. What do you, you know, you decide what you want. And they've kept it that way thus far. So, yeah. You know, but Apple does, you know, I'm not, praising apple for for being perfect because i think that they have done some things that are are um you know they have some issues around how their store works and they're being incredibly stubborn and 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 um bullheaded about you know this is how it works and this is the way we we, we are going to make it work and quite frankly i don't think they're on a good uh legal or moral footing to do this and I don't understand why they're being quite so bullheaded about something that is such a small percentage of their income, you know? Yeah. But it's yeah. like, you know, the idea that you have to uh, have to use their uh, money processing. And I understand that they're saying that that is to give a better um, a better overall experience to the end user. But shouldn't the end oh. user decide if the experience is good enough or not for them? You know, let me right, let me be, be be clear. What do you mean, money processing? Uh, so, like, if I buy something through the app store, if I if I create an app, and I want people to pay me, you know, two dollars to use my app, I have mm -hmm. to have Apple process the payment. Oh, I, I can't pick my own payment processor, and Apple takes thirty percent. Uh, now they do say that if you like make less than a million dollars, they're going to take fifteen percent. But you have to fill out a bunch of paperwork and forms in order to do that. So it's not like yeah. you just automatically get fifteen percent because you made less than a million dollars the previous year. Um, and and so you know you know if I have a my different banking system that I want to use that that processes my payments, why should I have to pay Apple thirty percent? You know I, I think Apple or yeah. even fifteen percent. Um, I think Apple, you know, if I, it, it's putting them in a situation where they're saying like, you know, the only way to do this is to let us do everything for you. And there's yeah. a lot of developers are saying, well, you know, if I, if I do my own payment processing, I have an agreement with this payment processor so that like, I can know all of my, everybody who bought my stuff, like yeah. Apple doesn't give me that information, you know, or, or if somebody says, Hey, this isn't what I thought it was. Can I get a refund? Well, right now as a developer, you can't give money back to Apple. Or, or you can't give money back to that person because they didn't buy it from you. They bought it from Apple, but they don't feel that way. As a person who bought an app from from you know that I developed, they're going to want to come back to me and say, "Give me my money back," and I have to tell them, "I'm sorry, I have no way of giving your money back to you," which puts you in a bad light. Right. right? You, yeah. All, all you can do is point them at a page that they can then fill out a form and request a refund from Apple, and you don't have any control over whether or not it will be granted. 
you know, and I get it. It's like, you know, if I made a product and it was in Walmart, somebody would have to go to Walmart to get their money back. But because they bought it at Walmart, for whatever reason, on an on-ground thing, they would take it back to Walmart and ask for their money back. They wouldn't call me yeah. up, you know, and blame me for it. Uh, yeah. And right now, that's just not the way it works with an online store. And so Apple needs to maybe make some changes there. Um, I don't think, honestly, dollar-wise, that they would lose that much if they did let somebody pick their own payment processing. They can still say you have to go through, um, you know, we're going to host it and we're going to charge you a fee. It would be a discounted fee, you know, take out 5%. So instead of maybe it'd be 25 and 10% would be the two amounts because somebody else is doing the payment processing. So Apple would get, you know, a little yeah. less, but they'd still get money because nobody's denying the fact that they should be given something for the, for hosting, the, you know, running a store. I mean, it costs them money to have all those servers running so people can download, you know, all those apps. I get right. that, you know. Although yep. I will say that the people that, who are fighting them in, in court, um, the uh, and we haven't gotten a, a, a uh, result decision yet. The, yet. Yeah, yeah, no decision yet. But the uh, Fortnite people, Epic Games, uh, you know, they did say that they don't want to pay Apple anything, <laughs> you know, which makes no sense. I can't see that that part of their case is any, there's any basis for winning that, you know. No. You can't just say I'm going to sell something in Walmart, but I'm not going to pay Walmart anything. That I'm, they're going to, I just want them to give me shelf space so I can put my thing there to sell it. You know, I mean, right. that's stupid. <laughs> you know, that just yeah, it, it's it's got to make sense to the judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it shocks me that somebody would actually be able to, in, with a straight face, stand up in front of somebody and try to make that case. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's fire, just like, really? fire that lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You know, and anyway, the lawyer may be just, re, you know, uh, repeating what he's been told, right? This is his client says, right. this is the case we want to make. And so the client, the, you know, the, the guy's yeah. paid to stand there straight faced and say, yeah, we want this for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. By the way, another title that really grabbed my attention it's a pool. Would you consider buying a 14-inch or 16-inch iPad Pro? No to 14, yay for 16, because right now I'm close to 13. You know, yeah, 14 9. makes no sense at all. I think they were just using the sizes of the presumed new um, uh, MacBook yeah. Pros. Yeah, but I, I'd like it as big as I can get it. Yeah. Why not? If I, if I can buy a 16-inch notebook, then I should have a, that same option with the iPad Pro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, at some point, Apple's going to try some different form factors and see what makes sense, you know, and see what sells. Yeah. They, you know, they do that. I mean, even with the phone, they came out this last time with a with a uh, iPhone mini, you know, which was going back down in size because they were hearing people saying we wanted smaller, you know. Um, yeah. Although I've heard that they have, uh, that they've, you know, created enough hardware at the for the mini that they they've stopped production of it. It's just, you know, they'll sell what they've got in stock, uh, right? You know, for the time being because it hasn't been selling that well. But I know I've listened to people on other podcasts who have said they have one, and it's the best iPhone they've ever had. It's exactly what they wanted. They didn't want a big phone with a lot of glass. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, I did oh. that. I had been getting the iPhone uh, Max since the six. So from yeah. the, you know the six, the seven, uh, I didn't get an eight. Uh, I, I waited till the iPhone eleven. But when the eleven came around, I didn't get the Max anymore. I did not want that large of a device. Um, uh -huh. And in fact, you know, if I were in the market today, I would very seriously consider the Mini. 
Yeah. You know, uh, the other thing that I've been thinking about is, is just going to 100% mirrored stuff onto a TV. Now, it means that I'm going to go to a different room than than where my wife is sitting. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> you know, using she, the TV, might, right? She, yeah, so she might not like that. that I'm not, you know, in earshot. <laughs> but you know, doesn't I really can, matter can, with you anyway, because if your hearing aids go out, you could be sitting right next to her and still wouldn't hear her, so who cares? That's, that, <laughs> that's true. You know, I, I'll tell you, Todd, it, this is really torture today. I've never had hearing aids behave like they are. I've, I'm, it's going back and forth. Ding, 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 and now there goes in the right le- right ear. You know, just a minute ago it was in the left ear. Something's really radically wrong with my connection to my hearing aids, yeah. and they, they haven't worked right from the get-go, you know? I, yeah. I don't know what the deal is, but... Uh, yeah, it's terrible uh, when you rely on an assistive device and the device isn't working. And, yeah. And, and you're going, but I didn't do anything different than the yesterday. Why is it doing this to me today? Right. In fact, yeah. what I was think, thinking about doing is just taking my hearing aids out and going in and getting my uh, ear pods. Yeah. And uh, from a reliability standpoint, they don't ring in your ear, at least. You know, they either work or they don't. Yeah. <laughs> but the ringing is the thing that's, that's getting my, on my nerves. You know, it's just it, that means they're losing the connection. They want me to know it. Well, hell, you'll know it if you lose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to be dinged at to tell me that I'm losing my connection. But, but that's just obvious. the way the that's just the way the hearing aids were designed. You know, they weren't an Apple design lab. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and that's not you know even if they were an Apple design, there's no guarantee that they're going to work that's, perfect. You know, I mean, right. Apple does a pretty good job, but there's times when when you get something from Apple and you go like, why did they do that? <laughs> What on earth well, are you well, well. The reason the reason I said that is that any of these hearing aid companies are like peanuts compared to the size of Apple. They don't have yeah. the resources, you know. Oh, and yeah. so they, they, you know, they do what they've been doing for years and don't make many changes to that even. Right. You know. Yeah. Well, and that's where somebody eventually is going to come in, and I think Apple's kind of been positioning themselves towards that for a while now, where they're just going to swoop in and say. Uh, we got a better way, and you guys, yeah, but, you, you guys need to rethink your entire business because guess what? We're we're gonna do this now, you know. Well, I'll I'll tell you the primary thing that Apple has to do if they're gonna do that in that business is they have to provide uh, through somebody the ability to make form fit uh, hearing devices. Oh, sure. I don't want any general purpose ones. I want them to fit right. Yeah. Perfect. You know. Yeah. And, and 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 I want rechargeables, which all the companies have now. But I I go through the VA, so I get last year's model. You know, right? I, I I'm going to try to trade mine in as soon as I can for a wireless. So every night that I lay them on the recharger and and never have to keep changing batteries. You know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's. Uh, so in some respects, the Apple devices are already way ahead. You know, you stick them in the case and they're recharged and all that. It just they just fall out of my ears. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you just got to get the like you said. You need they need to have a um, and quite frankly, you know, for the I'm surprised that they don't offer something like that for the um, the more audiophile type people too. Something that fits in more permanently. Um, well, I told you, you know. that I read that they were going to open uh, health stores, 
They were going to open lots of health stores. And uh, I, it was a small blurb. It didn't really explain what happened. And they may still go that way in the future because there's a lot of things in the health business where you, you have, to have to be closer to the person uh, in order to provide your services. You know, uh, So I think that might happen. I think they'll go big time in health care. It won't be just hearing, but it'll include hearing. You know, uh -huh. well, you know, I mean, it's um, a while back. If you take him at his word, Tim Cook said that he believes that the thing Apple will be remembered most for uh, is health. What they did in healthcare. You know, he believes that I, that's that's their. Oh, yeah. Their biggest, you know, like contribution to society will be in health. Uh, and, you know, that's going to take time for, you know, before they get there. Well, but, well, according to this article, they were real close to buying some already. I mean, they're there. It was just just recently they made a decision not to buy the ones that they were interested in. So it was a, it was uh -huh. it's been in the it's been in the uh, process for some time. And I, what caused the change in mind? I don't know. But that, that was what I read. Yeah. Well, you know, so, anytime they're they're trying to work a deal with somebody. You know, it's it's sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, right? I mean, all you can yeah, do is yeah. offer money to somebody for their company, but some people may look at it and go, "I'm not willing to give it up." You know, I, I'm I'm happy with my company. So, yep, yep. That, you know, that's probably what it was, something like that. But but uh, anyway, the implication of the article was that 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 was going to be a big time deal for them. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm expecting it to still happen, but just who knows when. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, that's one of the things that Apple recognized also was that uh, that's been a really good deal for them is, is their sales stores. You know, now I think the pandemic clearly hurt that because those stores were shut for a year. But nevertheless, uh having stores for lots of purposes, you know, like, like healthcare or for sales was a big deal. It, it, it really let them sell product to people they would probably never have been able to sell to before. You know, yeah. Pe people will walk into that store and now the salesman's there it makes a big difference than you just sitting and reading about something and deciding you want to buy it. Yeah. Cause you know, and, and the, the the big part of the computer stuff is is that they have classes there as well. Get people come back. Oh, we'll take care of that. All the, they had all the right answers to get non techies in, involved in some of their new products. You know, when the iPad and phone first came out, there needed to be training sessions, and they did a pretty good job of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen lots of people crowded around the table, get learning about how to use their new devices. Not so much lately because I haven't been in stores myself, but uh, yeah, no, mean it's I've, not I've seen that too, and it's not something that I've done. Um, and, and usually, it's it's in my part, it's arrogance because I, you know, I feel like I know a lot of that stuff, and so I would go in. I think if I went to one of those, uh, you know, uh, classes, I would probably know ninety five percent of what they were telling me, and then I might learn. Yeah you know, a few things and I'd go, is it worth my time to go down there and sit through a whole bunch of stuff that I probably already know most of to learn a little bit. They don't really have like advanced classes. Mostly those classes are set up for people who are beginner devices. Yeah. They're beginners. And right. although, like I said, I would probably learn a thing or two. Um, 
I, I just go, you know, it's, I would rather spend my time doing a little searching online to help, you know, if I'm going to learn something, I want it to be because I'm, um, uh, uh, you know, specifically looking for a, um, answer to a solution. You know, I've got a problem I'm trying to solve and I will go, you know, right. Being right. To get to it. Um, yeah. I wish I could remember what it was, but I did sign up and take a class, but it was a one-day class. You know, it wasn't something I was going to go back for, and it was worthwhile. But yeah. it, but uh, that was a long time ago, and I I just don't recall. Yeah. By the by the way, I see I'm looking at some pictures now of the Beats Studio buds compared to the AirPods and AirPod Pro. Right. So I I didn't really know that they had. Studio buds. Oh, they're um, actually the most recent ones are just released, and uh, and so these are, you know, they have not been out for a while, and they have the same basic uh, electronics or functionality underneath. They do have a slightly different audio profile because the Beats uh, marketing is is a little different in terms of like the the way they try to get to to sound. They tend to be a little bit more. Uh, all the beat stuff tends to be a little bit more bass heavy, although it's not. Um, it's much better than it used to be because they caught a lot of flack for not being terribly accurate. So since Apple has owned them, they have gotten less and less that way. Um, but they have the yeah. uh, the the special pairing chip built into them, just like the Apple devices. So it automatically syncs with your your device when you just hold it there, open the little sure. case, and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but but they go boom, 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 huh? Well, they're you know tra traditionally they were a little more bass heavy. Um, they are. Um, uh, what was the other thing about them too? They um, uh, are significantly less expensive than the AirPods Pro, but more expensive than the AirPods. So they kind of sit somewhere in the middle uh, uh, on that. Um, so yeah. you know, they. Um, if, if I think that if you. Uh, nine to five Mac there's a you can expand an article on there and they actually have some charts that show you like you know do they have ear detection and auto pause and play when you take them in and out of year the the beat studio buds do not the airpods pro and the airpods do so that is one thing they yeah. don't do. oh. um you know but they also have uh active noise cancellation and uh transparency mode which the airpods pro have but the regular airpods do not um ah. Yeah. They do. They support uh, spatial audio, but they don't have head tracking. So, like, if you turn your head one way or the other, they don't notice that because they don't have the motion sensor in it like the AirPods Pro. So, in that case, they're more like the regular AirPods. So, literally, not only they're priced that way, but they're functionally um, very similar to the, you know, uh, halfway between the AirPods and Pro and the AirPods. So, you know, it's like... Uh, which you know, if if the, if their compromise in terms of which features they do and don't have makes sense for you, then you know they might be the right device. One that they don't have, which may or may not be a big deal for some people, is the uh, auto device switching. So, like, if you've got them in your ears and you're listening on your phone, and then you sit down at your computer and open your computer up um, on, if you're wearing AirPods Pro or AirPods, uh, in the and you're running the current versions of all your operating systems. You'll get a little thing pop up on your Mac and say, do you want your AirPods to switch to your Mac or do you want to leave them on your iPhone? And and that's an option for you. That's kind of cool, actually. I've had it do, I've had it you know, do that. And, 
And, you know, sometimes oh. you want to leave it on your phone because you're listening to something that's already playing there. But other times you, when, you, yeah. when you sit down, you'd rather switch it over to the other device. And so it auto switches. Yeah. Well, the Beats Studio Buds will not support that, whereas both AirPods ah. Pro and AirPods do. So, you know, so it's it's again, it's it's sort of some some of one and some of the other. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, and uh, uh, another little article that uh, first of all I said, can I be serious? It says Apple Watch Series Three. So that's an old version, right? They're still selling it. It says that's the cheapest one you yeah, can buy but, on the store. I know, but it says it shows potential smart connector that could enable blood pressure monitoring. So they got a picture of it here, and unlike the little, uh, you know, uh, uh, where the connectors are that plug in, they've got two little things on the side that apparently aren't on the other ones. I hadn't noticed that, but you know, they're behind that little slide in, slide out thing for your band. Uh, so I'd have to open it up to see what mine looks like. But mm-hmm. anyway, this this has got two portals that don't exist on, on my watch, apparently. Yeah. It's just just, just a Series 3. You know, I, I wish I still had a Series 3 here to look at to see if it was there. I don't remember seeing that on mine, so I'm wondering what, what they're looking at, if that's maybe a, like an older, you know, like a pre-release version of it or something that they had. That, that I just don't remember any additional, like, connectors on a series three and why would it be on a series three but not on the four five and six you know exactly i i, I don't know at all uh oh it's in that i i guess i can't send you a different uh thing that pokes that goes directly to it. it's in the nine to five mac stories but uh, but then that's a long web thing so uh there's no good way to find it directly yeah that's, that's too bad well Anyway. Yeah, but I, I saw the article uh, previously. I know what you're talking about. And to me, it just was weird. You know, it showed the, the two little extra connectors outside of the, like, little service connector that's on the side that's on all all the watches. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah so I, I said, holy cow, why a Series 3, too? <laughs> that didn't make sense. Oh, yeah. Well, and what they're saying is if you read this, this is – they're looking at a prototype of the Series 3. This is an early prototype of the Series 3 watch, so this is not a, a shipping version. So it wasn't oh, all yeah. So it was something that they're saying that maybe Apple had considered at one point in time. And, you know, uh, and, and I think, you know, they're they're guessing that it was for um, blood pressure monitoring, but, but what it is is the, an idea that, that maybe they could provide a connection to a watch band and that the watch band could then provide additional sensors or functionality because it wraps all the way around your wrist. And so, yeah, um, and, and that's, that's something, right. Yeah. And that's something that, that I'm sure Apple has looked at, you know, and said, well, yeah, you know, does sure. it make sense if we put, uh, you know, instead of just having the sensors on the back of the watch itself, what if we use the entire wristband as a, yeah, a they'd want, they'd, they'd want a prototype that allowed you to do that kind of a development and check it out. Yeah. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, and those, okay, those well. the, the four little dots that are on the underside of the watch that, um, you know, a lot of people ha- have presumed uh, that those are there for uh, servicing on the watch for Apple to do diagnostics on the watch. Those very well yeah. could have been used for something like that, too. So who knows? You know, and but the two dots that they see on this um, this prototype might have been, uh, you know, just for power. Uh, like the little, yeah. those little four dots that are there previously are, are data information 
but the other ones provide then power to do something like maybe inflate and deflate the wristband like a uh, blood pressure thing. So maybe that's, yeah. You know. But again, they're, they're guessing as to what these things actually did because they're looking at a picture of a, of a prototype. Right, 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 yeah. Okay, more but speculation. Yeah, but it's interesting. <laughs> it is. It, it, you know, yeah. interesting to, to – and it's funny because as you, you find these kinds of things, and there's a lot of people go like, well, why do you even care? And I, well, you know, it's not that I care that much, but it's interesting to see uh, because it gives you a little bit of insight into the thought process. You know, what are the different things they were trying and looking at? And, you know, and then you can you can guess as to, you know, why they maybe didn't do X, Y, and Z in terms of, you know, cost and marketability and, and you know, com, you know complexity that they maybe hadn't, didn't, hadn't figured out all the issues around or didn't want to, um, you know, given the time constraint of like, hey, we got to get a watch out before the end of the year, right? The next version of the watch. Right. Uh, and you've got to assume that while they were working on the Apple Watch 3, they were probably also already developing the Apple Watch 4, which is the one that changed the size of the screen. And, and, you know, and so there was a lot of complexity around that because there was different options on the different faces and stuff when you went to the bigger screens. So, yeah. I'm actually yeah. really surprised and, that they still sell Apple Watch 3s. Yeah, that, that's, that's amazing too. But, but then uh, just another article or so away from it is that in China, at least, their National Medical Products Administration has approved an ECG, electrocardiogram, right. uh, for Apple Watch. And it's got the shows the watch there. It says, hold your finger on the crown. Right. So you just That's been available here app. since the Apple Watch 5 introduced that in the United States. And it's been approved here by the FDA. And so uh, uh, that's on an Apple Watch 5. And then the Apple Watch 6 is the most recent watch. And it uh, added, um, what was it? Uh, let's see. Oh, the um, the uh, blood ox, pulse ox, is in the Apple Watch 6. So you can check the oxygen level I, in your blood. I think I have the 4. Right. Which, so the does first it one work the, on that? The first one with the big screen. No, the 4 was the first one with the big screen. The 5 was the bigger screen and the ECG. And then the 6 was the big screen, the ECG, and the pulse oximetry. How do you tell? Can I go in my, uh, is there a setup or something that tells you what you got? Um, I believe if you go to settings, you can get there. Settings. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So settings. Settings. And general, then, maybe. And general. General and about. Uh, no, there's no about. It's just do not disturb. Or really? The first thing under whatever. my general was about. I go to settings, general, and the very Oops. first thing in the list is about. Oh, I missed it. I, I missed that. Okay, right. about. So there and it is. Name, uh, and then model. it tells you, tells you the version that you're running, and then model. Now, if you tap model, uh, it'll give you the two different ways that they list their models. Let's see. So um, you, I guess if you go to Mac Tracker, you can tell what model it is, right? So uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Apple Watch, you think you have a 4? What does it say under model? Under model, A1976. Or 1976. 1976 is the uh, Apple Watch. Well, this one said 77 is the Apple Watch 4. Oh, oh wait a minute. There's, uh, other number, other, there's multiple numbers here. Okay, 1976. That's the Apple Watch 4. 
44 millimeter GPS and cellular. Okay. Yep. That's kind of what I thought. Oh, it says top Jack's Apple Watch Four. <laughs> ah, well, that's just your name. You could have put in, you know, Jack. I I know it, but I but I but I name it so that I know what I got, and uh, then I ignored it and said, "Oh, gee, what uh, do I have?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, could have said, you know, uh, monkey shines on there, and then, <laughs> but you're right. But giving it, yeah, you know, giving it a good name all, is like all, writing good code, when it, right? You when know? it comes to device, yeah. When it comes to devices, I just want you know. Sue, Jack, you know, so who, whose device is it? And yeah. then uh, what it is, is you got to say watch if it's a watch or whatever. And then I yeah. put, after that, I put the oh, the model number so I can. Yeah. So I, I got so many characters and it conveys the information I know I, I want. Yeah. I uh, anyway. used to, I used to do so, that with mine all uh, the time and give them names like that. And then a while ago, yeah. I was uh, listening to um, uh, another tech podcast, and one of the guys there was chastising the guy because he had not named anything. So everything he had was like, you know, MacBook. That was the name of it. Apple, you know, Apple Watch, iPod. And, and so he was like, Why would come you on, do dude, give it, yeah, give it some names. <laughs> Why take the default name? Give it something that's meaningful and, and then, or, or playful. And so he listed the names of his stuff and they were all named after characters in this video game that he liked. And so, um, uh, just for fun, I went around and I named my devices, uh, characters from the, from the TV show game of Thrones. And so my max, <laughs> my max are all female names from the game of Thrones and my, um, uh, portable devices are all male names from the game of Thrones. So uh, when you go onto my um, uh, home network, you can see what devices you yeah. wear, and you see the names of all these characters. <laughs> and of course, nobody knows what they are except for me, right? I mean, I guess you can usually ping the device, and it'll give you information about what it is. If somebody, wants. I, I, I was going to say you have to be kind of paranoid if you're saying is it makes it more secure. <laughs> oh yeah, no, mate, not at all. Just just playful, just playful. So. But, I mean, I thought that was what you were going to tell me. Somebody was harassed, giving yeah. them all this free information about what you got, what you own, you know? Yeah. No. <laughs> well, and very often, like I said, the devices broadcast what kind of device they are anyway. But the default name right. is usually exactly that same information. <laughs> so it's like, well, give it a default right. name that makes, you know, more sense. So, like, uh, my uh, my Mac that I work on primarily here in my office is, is named Aria. So. Mm-hmm. Because she's one of the characters that's yeah. from the show. Well, anyway, it's, it's now 12.43 here, Todd. 12.43? we've got an hour and a half in. That's your hint, huh? Yeah. We've got an hour and 18 minutes. Come on now. <laughs> we have? Oh, hour we didn't start right at 11? No, we did not. No, no? because okay. I called you at 11 and, and you didn't answer. And so I sat for a while, and then I find I texted you after I had sat for about five or ten minutes. So we didn't start till about 10, 10 or fifteen minutes after oh. the hour. So, uh, well, probably okay. about twelve, I, about eleven was, and a half minutes after was, the hour. That's when I was refreshing my hearing aid batteries, but apparently did a lousy job because I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's like uh, you, you never know technology. Hey, by the way, just as an FYI to you. I shared you a, I shared with you a link to a company called Decibels, D E C I B U L L Z, 
And what they do is they make custom molded ear hooks for AirPods. They make uh, custom molded uh, headphones, and and they also make custom molded uh, uh, sound protection. So like if Hello. you're in loud environments. Oh, did I lose you? Oh, uh, momentarily, yeah, I'm back. Okay. Just, so anyway, but anyway, I have the, I have the device up here, and, right. and I, I see what you're saying. Right. I have well, used I have used these before. I have a pair of uh, ear protection devices that are custom molded through decibels, and I have a pair of their older wired headphones. And I don't use them very much because I don't use wired headphones very much anymore. But the process yeah. of of uh, uh, heating up the the plastic so that you can then press it into your ear and mold works very simply and very well and they stay in your ears fine the only thing that i'm a little disappointed in is they have this they have a a 20 uh kit to make your airpods stay in your ear better because they've got custom molding to do that um but they don't have one for the airpods pro oh no yeah and huh. you've got to realize too that you have to snap them in and out of that little uh, out of the uh, earpieces in order to stick them back into the case to charge them because obviously they they make the big chunk of plastic that's been molded to yeah. your ear won't fit in the case so it's not a perfect solution but if you have if you're one of those people who who wants to use AirPods but they keep falling out of your ears this is probably one of the best solutions out there yeah yeah I can see it would do that yeah. You just have to deal with the... Yeah, does uh, it snap in and out of the uh, Air, AirPods easily? Well, that's what it says. I don't have this particular product of theirs because uh -huh. I don't use AirPods. I use AirPods Pro. Um, but I've used a couple of the other products, and so I can speak to the molding of the plastic, and that worked fine. That worked well. Uh, and, in fact, if you don't uh -huh. quite feel like you got it right, you can go heat them up again and then remold them so that you can get it How right. do you heat them? In hot water? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, okay. and it works and it works well. And I, I uh, you know, I enjoyed them when I had them. Uh, but again, you know, doing them on an AirPod presents the issue of you have to you snap them out of that in order to. Um, uh, right. You know, charge them, charge them up. And they do come with a little storage pouch for you to stick the ear molds into so that when you put your AirPods back in their case, you can put the. Um, the ear molds back in their uh, little storage pouch. Uh, so, you know, I mean, they, they're doing what they can with it, but if you have an issue with them popping out of your ears, this is a way to solve that uh, uh, relatively well. Um, like I said, it'd be nice if they had a version of that that worked with the AirPods Pro as well, because that would also seal well, off I, the exterior well, I won't. Yeah, I won't even consider them for that reason, because the AirPods Pro's the device I have, and I'm not going to buy another one. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hi. So, man, your ear problems are driving me crazy. Why don't we call it a call it a day, and and hopefully your uh, your ears will come back yeah. in view. Hey, by the way, I'm just looking on here. There is a a uh, a person who apparently used these AirPod um, used this decibels things with their AirPods Pro. Um, so. Oh. Where did you find them at the bottom? I just was looking at the um, uh, the comments, the reviews by people, and uh, yeah. if you look at the reviews with images, there's one that they the image is with the AirPods Pro, and so I clicked on the image and then brought up that particular review. So 
Um, huh. So they've tried huh. this, and they said that it, that it works, and it keeps them in their ears while they're running. Uh, but uh, interesting. He says he tried it with all three sides of the air tips, and they worked their way out while setting at my desk. Yeah. And they still were. Anyway, forget about okay. using them while running. Yeah. Anyway, well, he had to. He's talking about the AirPods Pro without any assistance. Pro. Did not stay in his ear. Um, but yeah. it's interesting that he made an adjustment using a Dremel to cut a small slit in the bottom support section. So in order to make him work the pros, he had to modify them. I would not recommend that for most people. I would say, if you know, wait, yeah. you know, write the company and say you want a version for the AirPods Pro, and maybe they'll come out with it. But that's that's yeah. Okay. Well, yep. anyway, if if you have that issue and you use regular AirPods, this uh, might be a good solution. Okay. Well, I I I lost what you were saying because I, it was off. But yeah. Anyway. I. I I just said that that if you have regular AirPods, then this might be a good solution for you. I wouldn't mess yeah. with it if you don't. Right. Yeah. But either way, well, it's thank a, you for. Yeah, it's twenty it's, bucks, it's, it's so good. it's not like it's a uh, you know huge investment. So. See, I, done done right. Apple would have this this in a store where you could go get it. And they they would custom fit it for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's what yeah. I want. Yeah. Open and, their health. I want one. I want an yeah. Apple Health store down here. Yeah. Well, right you now. know what? There might be some. You know, like you can go places where they will. You know, it doesn't have to be Apple. I mean, Apple does it, but you can go places where they will put the um, screen protector on for you. I could see you going places where yeah. they would, you know, make the ear custom fit earpieces for you as well. So you know, and and you know, Apple may or yeah. may not move into that area. But uh, but again, right now at least, it appears they don't have an AirPods Pro version of their product. They've got just the uh, the other one. So, any yeah, you... the the from all the customer reviews, the easy to install had four stars out of five, three point eight they say, three point oh for comfort and two point seven for noise cancellation. So they they had you know some positive reviews. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, like some, I said, they 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 make in addition to some I one mean, star and two. This is not their primary business. Their primary business is making um, air, uh, 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 hearing protection. And so this is yep. just another piece of that, right? They just said, well, while we're doing these custom-molded things, um, they also make custom-molded radio earpieces for people who work with, like, a radio in their ear all the time. But primarily for, you know, uh, ear safety, that's what they, they make these for. You know, if you're somebody who goes out shooting, they have one that's designed specifically, specifically to protect you from loud percussive sounds. They've got one that um, is for musicians so that it, it allows the music to come through, but it filters it so that it drops the volume down to protect your ears. And uh, yeah. so depending on what kind of ear protection you want, that's their primary market. Um, and then they do these other things as well. So... Um, but their technology is pretty sound as far as, uh, you know, molding something into your ears. Um, so, right. and they're made in the USA in Colorado. So yay decibels, go support them. If you have yep. a need, <laughs> if you have a need, they're not, they're not a paid sponsor or anything. I've just, I've used their product and I've been pleased with it. Like I said, I happen to have, okay. uh, one of their, uh, hearing protection products as well as they sell a wired made by them, um, headphone um that sells for about 60 bucks and it comes with custom molded things and they're actually pretty good headphones but i just don't like using the wired ones anymore so no i don't either yeah 
No, in fact, it's funny. I keep them. I, I have a pair of I'm them. All, and I can't I hear you, so I'm going to oh. say goodbye. All right. Goodbye. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. So um, what I was saying was I have a set of the wired headphones that I keep in my car so that if I need a set of headphones, and, of course, I've got attached to the headphones now a uh, the permanent little uh, the adapter. I just leave it permanently attached so that it works with the lightning connector since my, my current phones no longer have uh, headphone jacks. So, um, but I think that's where my decibels are right now is sitting in the glove box in a little, com little container in my car. So that in a pinch, if I needed some headphones, I could use wired headphones and plug in. And, uh, or it's like, you know, you're out with your AirPods and the battery's dead suddenly. You don't want to sit and wait for it to charge up in the case. Um, then this is not a bad way to go. You know, wired headphones still have, they, they work all the time. You just plug them in and they work, right? You don't have to worry about it being charged. So not necessarily a bad thing. Um, so anyway, decibels, um, you know, my dad was talking about, uh, having custom molded fit for his, um, headphones and, and these guys do a pretty good job of that. So anyway, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you tuning into Gen Tech. If you like what you hear, then please leave us a five-star uh, rating on your uh, Apple Podcasts or on um, Spotify. Uh, if you don't enjoy listening to us, then, um, yeah, don't listen to us and don't score us, please. <laughs> Let's see if we can boost those numbers, right? Anyway, we appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next Monday. And that's it, folks. Thank you.